A listener note. The safety information discussed in this podcast are our views based on our personal first-hand experiences. Each safety situation presents unique risks, and the solutions discussed in this podcast should not take the place of thorough risk assessments or evaluations based on your specific circumstances. Thank you. Welcome to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast, where we break down real problems from real situations and discuss realistic solutions. And here are your hosts, owners of Allen Safety LLC, Joe and Jen Allen. Hello, everybody out there. This is Joe with Alan Safety. You don't look at the computer. Look at the camera. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you look at the computer. You want to make sure you're recording right. So I've got uh, Jen here with me. Uh, it's the weekend. If you are watching this on YouTube, we are in uh, t-shirts of amazing places we went. Yeah, I'm wearing Mizzou today. And I'm wearing Oklahoma State. Now, I went there and they beat K-State. And my dad went to K-State. So I'm going to just enjoy that moment and celebrate because they don't happen very often if you're a Mizzou fan. So. All right. So here we go now. So this week's episode is about how to select a meter. And in doing this, we came up with, we had a completely different episode scheduled. But we were, I was traveling this week and I was at, so I did Alabama, Atlanta, and then flew that night to California. Then I did California for a day or two. Then I went somewhere else. Then I flew back. So I don't even know what time zone we're on right now. I just yeah, know that I'm, coast, I'm leaving here in about coast, four hours to go catch to another win. flight. So yeah. we're doing this one quick to say hello. But you need to know that we change these based on what we think the current trends are. And I, we had a completely different episode scheduled. This became a trend over the last few years, actually. And I just decided, and Jen and I were talking, well, why don't we do one now? So that's how this one came. So we're going to do three of them. We're going to do one on how to select a meter, one on how to calibrate a meter, and then one on meter use. Now, this is for everybody. This is for fire departments, FSQR, confined space, hazmat, see, I mean, anything meter related is what we're discussing these topics. So. Yeah. Well, they, they do impact everybody and they're kind of a c critical control point. Yes. So, I mean, they, they can be the determining factor of whether I can do an entry or whether I can release floors. I mean, so. And for those you don't know, all, we, ca we started calculating a few weeks ago, almost every day that I'm in a plant, I'm using a meter and I didn't even think about it. Because I use them all the time. Yeah. Because in my world, almost the jobs that we do require a meter. Yeah. So we're always dealing with meters. So we're like, let's let's do this. So here we go. All right. So the first one is, is that you're deciding I'm going to get a meter. And you decide for what, though? I mean, that's the first thing. Get a list together and say what. When you start putting the list together, it's going to it's gonna make you go, huh. I'll give you an example. We said years and years ago there was no hazard of whatever, H2S, for example. And we said that forever and ever. We started putting a meter on somebody, and the meter started going off for H2S. Yeah, wastewater. Yeah, maybe a rendering. Yeah. Maybe some weird area. Like maybe where we had one a few years ago where they were taking product uh, from the animals, uh, basically, feces, and piling them up in an area. So during the day, we had perfect air. And as the day went and the wind shifted, I'm doing a confined space entry. And all of a sudden, the meter starts going off. We're like, well, that would have never been on my list. I would have never thought that that would be something that goes on my list. I'd be thinking about the confined space. So Yeah, or like if rendering's down and now 
not to be gross, but I mean, it happens. You get it everywhere. It's all over outside. Yeah, and it's piling get- up and you're moving it with bucket loaders and stuff. I yep. mean, that affects other areas now Correct. that it might not have affected uh, before. You could have had a fire. You could have had uh, some kind of event where you had different chemical mixtures. What, what meter are you going to use for that? What yeah. meter are you going to use when you had a fire in the room and there was other stuff in there? Like we had a, a place a few months ago that had a whole bunch of chemicals stored in a room. Well, the SDS talks about a chemical. It yeah. doesn't talk about all of them together. What well, would how, happen? How about intensified sanitation? Yes. We had maybe a recall or we have a couple positive swabs for something. And now we got to do an intensified sanitation and we're bringing in different stuff or we're doing different processes, different strengths. So your so your list when you actually go down your list your list is bigger than you think it is yeah you're thinking in your mind oh I've got a couple confined spaces or I got some seal no when you really go down it it'll amaze you how big your list is on how many things you're actually measuring yeah now, one of the things we talked about is that if you have a any kind of chemical leak because we have I mean that's what we do for a living and and we have product in the plants well we have to release the floors for the humans but we also have to validate how much chemicals in the room is even the food did it, good or not yeah did it saturate the product is it even safe right. to eat right so that that when you go down you're deciding what kind of meter you're going to purchase and style then what you're really trying to decide is how big that list is so that's the first thing i do i yeah. spend time on that and i get to meetings what does anyone else think we need a meter for this you gotta you gotta do that first you gotta you gotta write everything out and not be tunnel vision Get, get your mind opened up, and that can be an ever-growing list. You have new yeah. products, new processes, it may change. So that's the first one. The second one is now you decided, I've got my list. Now I'm going to try to pick some kind of meter. One of the things I tell people to do is, if you're going to order a chemical, because everyone has a chemical process that we fill out a form, we have a meeting, we bring a new chemical on site, this is everything we do. Great. What I want to know is, I want to know if chemical A is wrote in an SDS and that SDS says, here's the evacuation number. Here's the exposure number. What I want to know when I introduce a new chemical is, what meter am I going to use to measure that so I know I'm under the limits? Well, because some of the chemicals we're using, like for an intensified sanitation, they're mixtures. Correct. That coming from the manufacturer, they're mixtures. They're not, you know, just diluted raw state right. stuff. Or they could be that, you know, you're, you're going out there and you have chemical number one. It says milligram, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. okay, but what, what meter, does that translate what meter, to? Yeah, what meter do I use? And how do I translate that to the location? So you may not even be able to buy a meter for certain things just because it's not there. But you tell your people, I have an SDS. I have to follow these rules. Yeah, but if you can't how? measure it, that's your problem. You yeah. got to measure it. Yeah. So I guess what I would look at doing is start talking to the chemical reps and see if we could get in touch with somebody who from the manufacturing side of what are they doing? Absolutely. Because you'll see some manufacturers, they they will, they make the, the, the SDS and they'll say, yep, this is what you need to wear, or this is what you need to have to not be exposed. But they may not wear that when they make it. So, yeah. so then I push back, well, then what do you all wear and what medium device do you all have when you make it? Well, we don't have anything to make it. Well, then how am I supposed to measure it on my side if you don't have it? So you get, so you ask them, I need to know how to measure this and whether that be volume or parts per million or a meter or litmus, but whatever it is, how am I going to measure it? Because my people are exposed. So that's the first thing. So now you have your list. And now you have the part that you're trying to figure out how you're even going to measure these. So you're all well, yeah, a chemical. Accu- well, I think the accuracy of it too, because I've heard when there's no meter, 
the next thing we go to is, well, we're going to use Drager tubes or something. Yeah, or an O2 meter. Yeah. Well, if you do a math calculation, for those you don't know out there, uh, there's a reason that we fight ammonia leaks with ammonia meters, not O2 meters. Yeah, and O2, and O2 meters, not for everything. Yeah, it takes a lot of chemical sometimes or, yeah. or you know, vapor or gas or whatever in the air to make that percentage oxygen change. But it doesn't mean that whatever that chemical fumes are, vapors are, exactly can't one be to one. hazardous. Correct. Yeah. So, because I'm asked all the time, we have a chemical and we need to measure it. Uh, how do we do it? And I go back to, well, part of your bringing the chemical on is to do that. So that's yeah, the that's, first that's, one. So that's on the chemical acquisition form correct. that you should be working through correct. as a team. So you and figured- I'll tell you, just, just kind of on that same thing. So they say IDLH for like example, ammonia is 300. That's not going to move my O2 sensor at all. Not hardly at all. No. So you can't. So I don't allow anybody to release a plant with an O2 meter if I have ammonia. Yeah. If I have H2S, I wouldn't release with an O2. I'd release with H2S. Yeah. Why is it called a multi gas meter? Why is it called just an O2 meter and everybody uses it? Yeah. What's the reason to have the other sensors in? Right. So that's, so that's the deal. So you make your list, this first one. Then you work with your chemical when you bring a new chemical on site, because that's what we're talking about. And then the next thing you have is now I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. So now I'm going to, you know, I've got, I'm on the YouTube here. So I'm going to pull out my phone. For everybody don't know, I do everything on my phone. And for everybody doesn't know, when I'm in the field, I do everything on my phone. Well, you can't really be like, hold on, let me get my laptop out yeah, here. What's your, got, what's your Wi-Fi login yeah, here, by the way? And here. by the way, hurry it up because we have a chemical leak. <laughs> so what I do is I pull out my phone and there's two things I do. Uh, years ago, we had a pretty big leak and we had changed out the meter. When we changed out the meter, people were questioning what the range of it was. I get those questions all the time. So the first thing I do before I decide what meter I'm going to buy, I try to figure out what range of meter I want. Do I want a low-end meter? Do I want a high-end meter? Or do I want a chemical-specific meter? And what's that range going to be? That's well, the first thing I try to figure well, out. And I think it's important to understand the technology of the sensors of why it matters. Because if I have a sensor that can measure at high-end the type of technology and the type of sensor, at least at the time we're recording this, right? It, it is not accurate at low end. It, right. it doesn't have the capability of both. Yeah, you can't have a meter that measures zero to 100 perfectly and 10,000 perfectly. It, right. It, so it's not out there right now. Right. So what's happening is, is that the, I, I will then say, okay, so now I know the range. So now I need chemical one and, you know, the range needs to be zero to 300. Well, I go online and I got one meter that reads zero to 100 and one meter that reads zero to 500. Now, if I decide to buy the zero to 100 meter, but my PPE allows me to go higher, I've now changed my PPE guidelines if I don't buy a meter that goes high enough. Now, if I buy the meter that goes to 500, that doesn't mean I allow them to go to 500. It's just allowing me to have that range to wear PPE if I have, because like ammonia, for example, we will usually use a meter that goes to three, four, 500 because the other one's 100 and I want to be able to wear a mask up to a certain range. So, yeah. so, I, so I'm breaking down the list of chemicals, then I'm breaking down the onboarding process of the chemical, and then I'm breaking down what range I want the meter to be and then how that affects my PPE and what I'm going to be expected to do. And then I go online and start figuring out what meter I'm going to buy. Now, if you go to a what's comp- available yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, what's available. <laughs> what it could be begin? good luck. It's a 22 million week lag time, yeah. which is which we never would have thought of 10 years ago. We thought we no. buy the meter, it ships out tomorrow. We're good. Now you have to look at the times. Now you have to look at how long it's going to take to get it. Now you have to look at how long it's going to take to replace it. Yeah. Because I do all this before I buy one. I want to know my replace time. In the old days, you send it in and you get it back in like a week. Now you get three and four week lag times, which now means I got to buy more meters. So I care about how long it takes to get the meter back 
if I'm having to buy meters because I can't mandate you must wear a meter to do job one and I have no meter. So I've got to now figure out if I'm going to buy a meter, how many am I even going to buy in this range based on when I'm going to get them back? Well, in parts, right? So some of our older meters, they may be cheaper. You may be like, hey, that's a great deal. But if I can't get the sensors for it anymore, the parts for repairing it when I send it in, that may not be such a great deal. Correct. Because you can't source the stuff. Because the sensors in a lot of these meters are totally separate entity that get placed Correct. inside the meter. You can you have a meter and you can change the sensors. That's why it's multi-gas. It. It's not an automatic. So gas. You can, it's, it's a unit that you select whatever sensors right. you want it to measure. That's why you can have all these different you know combinations available. They just swap out the sensors. So if I can't get the sensors anymore, my meter's worthless. Yeah. If I, if, if I decide that I'm going to use that meter and it's a, a handheld meter without a pump and a hose, and I want to use it for confined space since it's a 20-foot drop, I don't allow my people to take this on a rope and drop it down 20 feet and bring it up. I don't get into that. <laughs> no, no you need a pump and a hose that goes with it. So I could care less how fancy this meter is if, well, I, if I can't measure the space where I go. So, so, I, measure, it, it, so pump pump ability. Yes. How, how far how can far, it pull in fast? the air? What's the pump like on it? Because I don't want to sit there forever on a Saturday. I'm like, can this thing ever work? I get stuff I want to do. Well, so. and if, if it can only pump for 10 feet of hose on there, but my pits are 30 foot long or deep right. or whatever. So that may not be the meter for me. Right. So we don't recommend any particular style of meter in Allen safety. We tell our clients it's for the use they're going to need for the meter. That's how you select. So here's, make your list out what you're going to do. Here's the other thing. If you're not the person that's going to be using it, or you don't have a lot of experience using meters, period, Get get a friend, phone a friend. Yeah, because they're going to complain if yeah. It's... Don't don't buy a meter for me to use, and I hate using the meter. Yeah, it, it, you want to ask the person and get their buy in because some meters are not intuitive at all. And, and for those of you at all on this part, when I say the word hate, I'm not saying that to be weird. I'm saying they people do. get very mad about meters not working right, and they will let you know. And it's control I don't, point. And I don't want that drawn. Yeah, it controls whether they can run the plants. It controls if they can be down. It controls if they do it. So there's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes towards me as a human or me as a manager or me as a safety person because I feel it in the plants. So I say, yeah. well, the meter's reading that. We can't go. People get so mad so quick. It's I didn't do anything. It was, it was the meter. It was <laughs> the meter. Life. It's not me. You know. So, But I'm just bringing that up. So that's what you got to think. When you're going to buy a meter, think about... How, how we're going to use it for real and what's the end user experience going to be. And if it is not user friendly or your people don't like that kind of style or complain, like we were at a location a few weeks ago and people said, every time I get this meter back and it's calibrated, it doesn't work two days later. But they're mad at me over a meter that I never selected and said anything about. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why you're having that problem. But that's what you want to know. You want to know when you're selecting this meter, there's the part where you're buying it. And is the part where the end user, and you need to be thinking about the end user. Yeah, you got to make sure that it's intuitive and easy and simple to operate. And then if you have the intention, either currently or down the line of calibrating it yourself, you got to make sure that you factor that in. If you're going to calibrate it yourself, make sure that it's not 94 steps to calibrate it, 94 steps to bug test it, because it ain't going to happen. That and that's why we're doing a calibration one. And if you go back to our others, we, the episode Jen did a while back said, uh, 
don't fix the you know the electric cord issues. Thirty two, right? So thirty two, and it's about fixing the broken electric. Yeah, cord. because that's what happens. You'll you'll yep. get a meter and something go wrong, or the hose never connects. And every yep. time the hose doesn't connect, they get aggravated because they drop a hole or it doesn't fit right or breaks up. So it, it, they're fighting that one hose over and over and over. Then you bought the wrong stock. You just make because remember they're doing this when you're not there some days. Yeah. So don't make them force themselves to not do it correctly because of the style. Make yeah. it user friendly. So I guess the point would be is if you have the option from your rep, see if you could try out a couple different styles. Absolutely. And let your people choose. You know, we play with them a little bit and see what makes sense, what's easy to use, what seems like it's correct. Gonna be a good fit for your crew and your business. The, the plan I worked at years ago, um, we never wore eyeglasses. And I have a, another degree in eyes for those people who don't know. And and uh, so I was selected to be the head of the selection of eyeglass. You know what I did? I got 10 different pair and said, you all try them out. You tell me what you like. Because I did not want to be doing Oh, you with, wear something it, every day and they yeah, hate I don't it. Want, They're going to hate you. Right. So I don't want end user not liking Joe. <laughs> yeah. So even way back then, I was conscious about it. I don't want end user being mad at me. So what I do is. Well, if you it, weren't the one who was wearing it or using it or whatever the case may right. be. It's not yeah. fair. So that's what I'm Let saying. Let them have what they want. Right. So now you select your meters. Now you think you're going to do this. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, everybody has a sponsor. So today. Oh, oh wait, commercial break. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'll go to my commercial break voice. Oh, okay. Uh, but the, the commercial and the sponsorship for today's episode is allensafetycoaching.com. Oh, good. Okay. That way, uh, if you want to learn more about how to be safe in the world that we live in, please log on to that. It's an amazing website. And uh, we just came up with that a few weeks ago. But the point of it is... Uh, we did that for discussions like today. I'm looking at the time at 17 minutes. I could talk about this subject for hours. Hours. <laughs> and I can't. I've got 17 minutes. Yeah. So what we did is the the platform was that as we go through, if people want more data, it's a way for them to get more data. Or like last week, I got to a plant and they had so many questions for me, but they all left at 3 o'clock. But well, you're only there for one subject, too. Right. So so I can't get the other. I can't get that. They were like, well, can you come back and do this other stuff? Part of the coaching website is to give them an, a place, which we actually did this week. It gives them a place to look at it, to answer some questions. So they're not having to necessarily pay me for more days. And if I do need to go back, then it's very, very it's tailored efficient. to what they want. Yeah, it's more efficient. efficient when I get, get back it, there. Get it done. But anyway, yeah. so meters, people, there's, a, conf there's a confined space one. Yep. On, on and a our, hazmat and a PSM. Right. And we and, do talk about some of stuff. Yeah. We talk about different, but anyway, so that's, so that's our sponsor. All right. So now we go back to... Now you have your list. Now you've picked out your chemicals, your onboarding. Now you've got the end user. And now you've decided, hey, I'm going to buy this meter now. Now you need to look at cost. Cost has nothing to do with the price of the meter. Yeah. Cost has to do with buying the meter, calibrating the meter, return time on the meter. How many? How many I got to buy? So like a plant a few weeks ago had 40 meters they were wanting to buy. As they buy 40 meters, my biggest thing was don't schedule the calibration oh, all at the same time. So no. so when you go to buy that meter, what you don't realize you do is I don't buy them all at one time. I If I need 40 meters, I say, okay, when am I going to roll out this process? Well, then can I do 10 this week? To, I, I kind of break it up a little bit because also there's a point where you roll out a new process. Like now everyone's going to wear a meter. Let's make sure that it's what we thought. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Before I don't want to buy this 50. Massive investment. Yeah. I don't want to buy 50 first. I want to buy 10. Make sure everybody agrees. Say, yep, they're user friendly. Yep. It works for the Because I may find out when I'm wearing them that, the, you know, 
I'm going to buy a meter this size of my iPhone, okay? But I'm going to have to wear it around. I'm going to wear it around my neck all day long. <laughs> Great. That's going to be user friendly. So, yes, did it work? But every time I bend over, it hits me in the head or it hits my neck or it falls off. I, I, I from the from the end user standpoint, that's I irritating. Yeah, I don't really care what that meter can or can't do because <laughs> I, I don't want to wear it. What they're going to do is they're going to put it on their belt, on their hip. Yep. Yeah, that's I'll, not measuring yeah. what I'm breathing so at I'm gonna, all. I'm going to go on top of the rail car and check it. We'll hope my hip is high enough <laughs> that it's it's there face. before my face is. <laughs> Yeah. Because that's what you did. You now yeah. created with the size and style of meter, you changed the it's work environment. It's too heavy for to them. clip it on their shirt. Yes. Because it, the clip. You yeah, know, I don't, don't want to wear that. I don't, I don't want the shirt hanging down all day long. So so the point You're of not it. Not the 70s. No, I just, I don't <laughs> like that. So, and, and, and for those of you who know me, have uh, you ever met me in a plant? When I walk into a location like th- this week, I carry a no, no, no computer, I carry a mm. phone. I got a couple ball caps. I got some clothing and a backpack and maybe a carry-on bag. But I don't walk in carrying it because my whole life has ran live events. So I don't have It's like a go bag. Yeah. So so part of the stuff is I don't want anything big and bulky when I'm having to climb stuff or do things. So I don't want the the devices hanging to me. Go climb a flat ladder with that. I don't like it. Slam on every room. Yeah, I I, I, I want something that's user friendly. So it's not now, so I don't buy 50 is the point. I buy five or 10, let See it, it meets make the sure intent. it works. Yeah. And I, all the different jobs I'm thinking about what I want to do. And now that I've done that, now I've got the right meter they agree to. Okay. And you know what else I ask him is? Uh, are you going to wear it? And the well, reason I the say that is because I don't want to buy 50 they don't wear. Well, some of them are also handheld and they don't even have a clip on them. Correct. So you have to figure out... Do you need multiple different right. styles? I've too? seen people take uh, stuff and put it around their neck. I don't like that mm. either. Uh, for those of you out there, uh, we do work with every kind of level of event there is in industries. And uh, we've had some fatalities over yeah, things wrapped around people's I don't want it, getting caught. In I don't stuff. want anything like that. No, I don't want anything. No. So, so once I hear that somebody says, "Well, I'll just put a, a rope," or I don't like any of that. So I, I want it to be the right meter for the right task for the right job. So, yes. anyway, so then I go back to, but I want them to say. Yes, I could wear this to do the job. If I can't get their buy-in, then I don't have the right meter. No. All right. Got to keep it. So now, so now they've agreed, and now I'm going to buy it, and now I'm going to buy 10. And, and great. Now I go back to what's going to be the next problems. Uh, probably the calibration is going to yep. be next. So, so we will talk about it in another episode, but you got to start thinking that this, it's the purchase of it. It's the, and now, it's the so, bump testing, too. Yeah. If it's if it's hard to get the cal gas because it has to be from that manufacturer, it can't just be some random cal gas. Right? Can you even get it? Because today, it's not the calibration gas because I'm calibrating it in house. I still have to bump test it before use. That's correct on some of the meters. Yeah, a lot of them. If you read the manual, I would look at kind of scanning the manual honestly because some of them will also say well you got to calibrate 30 days you got to calibrate 180 180 days or not at all yeah how many how often am i burning through cal gas too correct if i have a choice to buy a meter that goes on somebody that meets the tint of what i want and i don't have to calibrate it every day i like that as a user friendly from a management tool because i don't want as a manager to worry every morning that everybody do what they're supposed to do with that meter yeah. And so what now a confined space is a little different because they fill out a permit, they take their time, they do it. Absolutely. But we're talking about there's daily use meters that my people yep. wear. So I'm already uh, having to bump test it to make sure that the alarm triggers. If I have to do like a full on calibration continuously, because it is it's not like a one minute event. Right. It right. takes a few minutes. Right. 
are they really going to do right. it? So it's not about if it's right or wrong. It's about what they're really going to do daily. Yep. And, and that's what, what I'm looking for. what is the manufacturing requiring? Because you got to follow manufacturers recommended guidelines for that stuff. So that's what today is. Today is so. selecting it first. Yep. First, you're getting your list. First, you're getting your plan together. First, you're trying to figure out what's the end user going to be. It's what style do I need a hose, clip on, heavy, big, small. It's all of that first. And until you do that, you shouldn't be running the credit cards and buying everything no. because you're just losing money. No. And 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 that's going to take a couple minutes because there'll be all different kinds of discussion on that. So, yeah. all right. So that's where I'm at today with the how to select a meter. All right. Join us next week because we've got calibration. Calibration on the meter. Thank you, all everybody. Right. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast. If you're looking for more in-depth discussions or step-by-step solutions on all of the different safety and regulatory topics, please visit us at www.allensafetycoaching.com for web-based virtual coaching and training or at www.allen-safety.com to book our team for on-site services, training sessions, to order merchandise, to learn more about our team and what services we provide in the field, or just simply to request a topic for us to cover on our next podcast. If you found today's podcast helpful and would like to support our podcast further, please help us by subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast with anyone that could benefit from the information we cover here as that helps us to continue to put out this free content. Thank you so much for your support.